The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Speaking in the Doyle yesterday, the Taoiseach Leah of Radker said there's no indication that Ireland is being penalised for the stance we're taking in our call for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. Now, the statement comes as the conflict in Israel passes the one-month mark. And to talk about overnight developments and where this all might lead, I'm joined by Dr Jennifer Cassidy, former diplomat and lecturer in diplomacy and international law at the University of Oxford. Jennifer, good morning and welcome. Good morning. Um, First of all, the Israelis are claiming to make significant progress. Mm -hmm. Um, They have claimed that they've taken over a Hamas stronghold in northern Gaza after a 10-hour battle. They've also claimed to have destroyed kilometres and kilometres of tunnels and that they have degraded uh, the Hamas ability to fire rockets into Israel and those rockets have diminished in number. So on the one hand, you've got this humanitarian disaster in Mm -hmm. Gaza and on the other hand, you have observable success on the part of the IDF. Yeah, and I... It's a very succinct (laughs) analysis of of the situation put there. And I don't think anyone would have predicted anything other than a huge success. It's the Israeli Israeli military um, going into a a land which does not have um, its own military fighters. It has very few acts of... of, uh, um, or you know, instruments of warfare, everyone would have predicted that the IDF, one of the strongest armies in the world, would go in and and capture it fully. That's why when it went to ground um, and it went to the the, on-ground invasion, we knew it was um, over. But we need to note that guerrilla warfare is extremely... A different tactic, as we know, of simply rolling in tanks and the tunnels. We've seen the Kuchi tunnels. We've seen this. I'm not. I'm not directly comparing them, but in in Vietnam, you know, once a tunnel um, interlay is done in in a warfare, it's different. And the final thing I'll note on that is that a victory for Israel is looks very different than what a victory for victory for Hamas looks like. Now, when you say that the whole thing was predictable, that once the Israeli army yeah. went in, uh, there would only be one military outcome to exactly. all, all, yeah. all of this. Um, Hamas knew that yeah. when they mounted course, the attacks yeah. Yeah. of October 7th. Uh, are we to say that they are utterly cynical about their own population, knowing what would happen? Extremely, extremely good question, because they they knew with those those horrendous attacks that no one justifies the 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 killing of the one thousand four hundred Israelis. They knew that Israel would attack. There there would be no there would be having to be no other option for Israel to to attack them. So they knew that the force would would rain down upon them as we see see the bombs being rained down down upon see, them. What, what so, gets but, me is that they could protect themselves in their tunnels with their network underground, while the ordinary civilians of the Gaza Strip who had no such protection are the victims. Precisely, and and that is, I think, I, I believe the 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 narrative and the argument that people are trying to put forth and have the Israeli government understand, saying that this Hamas is a ter- well, first of all, Hamas is an idea, it is an ideology, and second, it is a network, it is a group. So even if you defeat Hamas at this moment in, in time, the idea and the ideology still re- still remains. So that's why I'm saying the victories on both sides look very different. 
But that is what so many people and the negotiations we see with the G7 last night and other leaders are trying to get the Israeli government to understand is that they win Hamas the war, did no, or but they ha- win the battle and lose the war. Yeah, but Hamas did this, not the innocent civilians. And I know the argument they come back with is they're using human shields and they're they have tunnel networks under schools and and under hospitals. But let's say, let's take all that to be true. You know, if I was still working as a diplomat and I was negotiating with an Israeli um, ambassador, I would say, okay, let's take all that to be true, that there are tunnels and and, um, headquarters under hospitals and, and, and schools. Can you still morally justify, even under international law, the bombing and killing of the of well, these I, people. I put that to the Israeli ambassador to Ireland the other morning and you know that distinction between uh, the the fine print of the legal document that is the Geneva Convention on, mm-hmm. on war versus the moral argument and and she well, kept on seizing upon the legality of what they were doing rather than the morality of what they well, were doing. Well, under international law, they they lose on both fronts, and this is not an this is not an opinion. This is simply an, a you know a, a an observer and a, a knowledge based facts of, of international law. So the law of proportion of proportionality, which I believe is a Article Fifty One of uh, the Additional Protocols of the Geneva Convention, and the law of distinction, which is Article Forty Eight and Fifty One of the Additional Protocols of the Geneva Convention, they are both being completely torn to shreds yeah. by these. I mean, the, when you government. have fourteen hundred people massacred in very violent situations, which is what happened on October the seventh. Yes. I mean, uh, the kind of video that the uh, diplomatic uh, forces of Israel are showing mm-hmm. to media uh, throughout the world uh, makes people understand why Israel reacted as it did. Oh, uh, and and you know, this again, looking at it from an international law perspective, they have the right to self defense, whether one wants to morally agree with this or not, if you're going back further in the conflict and looking at it historically. But, you know, there, we, we have seen the pictures of the hostages outside the, the embassies and let's call it as it is, innocent civilians are innocent civilians. No life is worth more than, than the other. So if we are as citizens, and I would hope diplomats and politicians, if we are to remain morally and legally consistent, we must be calling for the complete no. return of these hostages. So, so let's go to those two principles, proportionality. Yes. When you have uh, 1,400 Israelis uh, killed, some foreigners among uh, that number, of course, who were at the music festival, yes. um, and then you have more than 10,000 people killed in Gaza. Yeah, six of it, it, which are it, children, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it certainly offends against the uh, proportionality uh, concept. Mm. Then distinction is about distinguishing between combat forces exactly. and ordinary civilians. And it would seem that Israel offends against that as well. Yes. And then the other, there's, there's three strands, three core pillars of international law. Uh, the other is military necessity, which I believe the ambassador, although she did not note this, the exact um, law that she, she was quoting, uh, that is the argument they're using, saying, saying it's a military necessity for us to bomb this. But an international course, or the Rome Statute of the, of the ICC, which we must note that Israel is not signed up to, would would weigh up all this and weigh up the, um, as I said, the 
the law of proportionality, law of distinction being torn to tatters by the actions of the Israeli government against the military necessity. And under international law, and if you in any way were brought to a tribunal, I myself worked at the Khmer Rouge tribunals in Phnom Penh and have seen people being tried up close for war crimes, genocide and crimes against humanity. And you have to have very, 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 very clear evidence if you are to, to use the law, the law of necessity or the law of proportionality. So they'd, they'd want to have some very, very but, I, but I don't believe they're going to be brought to, mm. uh, not to be pessimistic, now, brought to What we have observed yesterday, uh, a long stream of people uh, walking and using mm-hmm. donkey and cart to move. Uh, and it was almost biblical. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To see those yeah, pictures. Yeah. And we must remember that... You know, something I myself have, have been to, to the Gaza Strip under uh, a UN uh, protection um, agency, UNRWA, uh, um, which we must note that 89 of uh, UNRWA, that's the UN Relief and, and um, uh, excuse me, a Relief Agency, 89 of those UN employees have been killed, you know, yeah. which itself... That says a lot about how medieval, you can use the word, and, and kind of barbaric this whole thing has become. But we, I, I think people need to remember that, that the Gaza Strip is 25 miles long and three and a half to seven miles wide. So when people talk about the Israeli government giving a warning of, of 24 hours to move south, where, you know, they're mo- they're, where is south? If you're moving half of 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 Gaza, that's you know yeah. what, tw- twelve miles. You're still in the danger zone. It is. It's not like they're moving to a completely new territory. It's only twenty five miles long. Now the Rafa crossing is closed again. It seems yes. there is some diplomatic toing and froing going on. Yeah. Hamas want more injured Palestinians to be allowed to go through mm-hmm. along with the foreigners, and that's led to some sort of a, a standoff. We'll have to wait yeah. and see how uh, that is resolved. But going forward, mm-hmm. the ultimate resolution. First of all, Israel has indicated it intends to be. Um, the security force in the Gaza Strip exactly. for the foreseeable. Yeah, so that that, that is nearly uh, verbatim what Benjamin Netanyahu has come out two days ago and said that on the capturing of Gaza and, and the capturing of Gaza City, that they will Israel will remain there for security purposes for an indefinite period of time. Now we have heard that phrase being used in by the US and in Afghanistan and 20 years later, you know, there was finally a a removal. But we have seen this, as I mentioned previously, this is the sixth uh, direct attack against Gaza by the Israeli military. It's the now 12th attack, um, a war in Infidata against the Palestinian people in in the last number of decades, all of which, and we all know the famous map, all of which have seen a removal of territory from, from Palestinians. But what's interesting and I hate to use the word interesting you know when speaking about catastrophe yeah, yeah so I don't use it in in that sense but what um, what is novel let me say um, about in ben, Benjamin Netanyahu's statement is that Anthony Blinken has come out just last night after the G7 meeting and said that at the end of the war, Gaza must be returned to the Palestinian people, run by the PLO, not by Hamas, because they're still uh, run by Fatah. By the, by, I presume, yeah, Fatah, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. The West Bank. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, yeah. So, uh, but 
also you have to ask what are they what are they giving them what are they giving them back like we we've seen we've seen the, the the images but that's a huge split that i you know i woke up to the news this morning and i, I was quite shocked to see it be because it's clear that there must have been some extreme pressure within that G7 meeting to get um Anthony Blinken to actually go against what Netanyahu, Netanyahu says. says, well, we, we shall see. Netanyahu's future, of course, is uh, not that secure. He is an unpopular leader at home for all sorts of reasons. Yeah. The war is saving his skin temporarily, but uh, we'll watch that space. Jennifer, thank you very much for thank joining you. us. Dr. Jennifer Cassidy, former diplomat and lecturer in diplomacy and international law at the University of Oxford. Uh, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.